Well, friends, the day has come that I am back with another episode. I hope that I am here to tell you that I am here to stay, but I do want to just go ahead and set the tone for this. I am struggling, you guys. I'm struggling to be motivated to feel like I'm not an imposter to keep on talking about Girl Scouts when my troop is very much on pause. I have about 21 girls who are registered in my troop and who intended to be part of my troop this year. I have some additional families I've been talking to who want to join. Um, but we're still meeting virtually right now because that's what my family is the most comfortable with. And that's where I'm at right now. And I really hope that we are in the home stretch here. The time that I am recording this, it is March 5th. Um, 2021 and I like everyone am so tired of being virtual I'm so tired of being socially distanced and um, I'm over it and I miss everything and I especially miss Girl Scouts I miss my troop I miss my girls I at this point on our virtual meetings I'm down to three girls who are still attending virtual meetings they're sick of it too um, and I don't think that the other families are done with Girl Scouts. I think they're just done with virtual. Um, but I also know that the longer that we stay virtual, the more likely that those girls are going to fill their time with other activities. And we will actually see some permanent um, turnover, I guess. Um, and since so much of this podcast has been about retention and it's about being an effective leader and a high impact leader, I think it is kind of tough for me to feel like I am not an imposter continuing to do episodes about that when I know that my troop is not in, not just not in its healthiest place. That's like the, that is a huge <laughs> understatement. Um, my troop feels virtually non-existent. I am still going with virtual opportunities and I did have um, three girls, not the same three girls, but three girls who sold cookies. Of course, we did no booths or anything like that because it's really hard to do virtually and I just wasn't comfortable with it personally and there's no judgment in that. So please don't feel like I'm sitting here judging troops who have um, gone back to in-person. The reality is that at least in my area, schools are in session for the most part in person and um and I know a lot of people are making calls for just get back to life um I am I am personally pro-vax and I do get my second personally I get my second vax on Monday it's Friday right now um and that is very soon and I by the time you hear this I will have already gotten it and that does definitely make me feel much better um, about the whole thing. Uh, however, I I still feel a certain level of responsibility personally to be um, just trying to make the right decision. And it just feels hard. It just all feels hard. So with all of that being said, um, there is no judgment on people who have chosen to go back in person. There's no judgment of people who chose to booth. We donated. We had a few booth slots that we qualified for that were like extra special booth spots in my council. They do that to incentivize you for things like early registration and fall product and whatnot. And so we had a couple of qualifying booth spots that I donated to other troops who did choose to booth because 
I just knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do and I didn't want to have to worry about finding someone else to manage the inventory and covering booths. And in fact, many of my Girl Scout families said to me that they did not want to sell door to door or anything. So I know that they were on the same page. Um, but it's hard. I miss I, I miss camping and I miss troop meetings and I miss the littler girls because they haven't really been doing virtual and I miss the middle schoolers who haven't been attending. And I just thought that this was important to hop on here and to be real with you about where I'm at and what's going on for me. Now, with all of that being said, which I think I already said that phrase in this episode, and I know I say it a lot. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be aware of those. But anyway, um, <laughs> I I do love the interview episodes. And I think that they part of the reason I love them is because I love to offer them so that every all of us feel a little bit less alone and we feel connected to something. We feel like we're part of something and we have that sisterhood with these other troop leaders all across the country who they have completely different walks of life and whatever, but their Girl Scout experience is relatable and the obstacles that they face and the wins that they face, those are all relatable and they're all things that that we can connect with and we can feel connected with and um, also learn from each other so that we're not all recreating the wheel. And so much like I think even in normal times, those interviews are important for my audience. You, the listener, is um, because I want to help keep you motivated even in normal times to keep going even when it's hard. And I think that interviews will help me in this time feel connected and motivated, even though it's hard. So um, I'm in no shape of considering quitting. I'm in no way done being in Girl Scouts or done being a leader. I love being a leader and I love being involved in Girl Scouts. And that's always going to be part of me and part of my life. And I would like to keep going with this podcast. However, that is why it has kind of taken a back seat for me. And um, so I want to move forward with mainly, wow, I want to move forward with mainly interview episodes with other volunteers, staff members, um, historians and archivists, alumni, girls, I don't, you name it, um, and of course troop leaders, um, anybody involved in the Girl Scout community who wants to come on and share a little bit about their story, I do have some questions for um, specifically for troop leaders or specifically for historians and archivists or specifically for um, girls that that I can send you ahead of time or I can send to anyone you know who might be interested ahead of time um, that you can review and actually encourage that and you can think about what it is you would want to say and share. If that sounds like something you might be interested in, let me just tell you a little bit about what that experience looks like so that, you know, if it's something you want to do, I would love to have you. Basically, um, we would hop on a Zoom call. Usually, I encourage us both to turn off our video because that actually makes the audio recording better. Um, but of course, I you can leave your video on if you want. I'm not going to use the video. So there's no pressure of how you look or what's going to happen with that video. I don't use the video. Okay. I only use the audio. Um, so there's no pressure there. Also, um, there's no pressure of perfection on this podcast. And part of the reason why I've been so raw with uh, not doing a ton of editing, letting you hear, you know, if I'm in the car or if I am 
outside and you can hear birds chirping or whatever. I, I try to leave a lot of that stuff in um, some of many of these episodes I've recorded with just wired, <laughs> the wired headphones, the little earbuds that come with your phone when you buy it. Um, I do have fancier podcast equipment and sometimes I script my episodes and sometimes I just riff. Obviously, this one is just me talking. I didn't even necessarily intend to to always take episodes in the direction that they end up going when I riff. Um, sometimes they sort of take on a life of their own and that's okay too. Um, sometimes I just have bullet points. Sometimes I literally have written out everything that I want to say. Um, and other times it's totally just making it up as I go. Um, and, and I share all of this because I want to take the pressure off of like, you don't need to be a professional at getting interviewed. It's okay. Absolutely. Okay. If you have never done it before. Um, also you cannot talk too much. That's something that is really cool about podcasts is that, um, the more you talk and the less I talk in an interview situation, the better that makes a better episode. Similarly, if you can, um, Think of stories specifically, if you can be story driven, stories that you want to share, those are the most compelling. So thinking about, and that's part of the reason I sent you the questions ahead of time so you can really spend some time thinking about it and um, having memories that you want to share or really taking yourself back and putting yourself in the mindset of where you were when certain things happened and sharing that. Um, yeah, so that's where that all comes from. Um if you say something that you don't want to keep or if you make a mistake or if you um, share something that you decided is too personal about someone else or too personal about yourself or maybe you use a word or a phrase that you wish you didn't use and you want me to take it out, that's okay too. If your kids are screaming or crying or maybe they're perfectly happy, they just interrupt you, all those things are okay and all those things can be edited out. I, I do do some editing. I do have editing experience. I am actually a professional podcast editor. That's what I do full time. So there's no pressure in being perfect. Um, and I do give you the questions ahead of time that you can spend some time thinking about. Um, when it comes to interviewing girls specifically, we have done that on this podcast before, not necessarily as much as I want to, but it is very hard to, to do outreach to girls. Um, it's a lot easier to do outreach to adults. So um, when it comes to girls, if you if you have girls that might be interested, I would suggest that probably uh, fourth grade and above, in my opinion, are probably going to be the most effective middle and high school, um, even more so. Um, I, it's not that I would say no to younger girls. However, I I think, you know, you'd have to use your own kind of judgment of whether they would be confident and comfortable with storytelling in a way that is going to be good to listen to on a podcast episode. So their communication skills, et cetera, you can kind of make that judgment. I would never put an age limit on it, but of course we do have to have parent approval. So, um, you know, if it's your own kid that you think would be good in an interview, then that's obviously okay. Um, and parents are welcome to be on the call with the girls. So we do them all on Zoom. I'll send you the Zoom link and you'll be able to, to get on there either from a phone or a computer. It doesn't really matter. I do recommend, if possible, 
that you wear headphones when you jump in um, just because it's going to make the sound quality a little bit better, but it's certainly not required. I also, if you have an external microphone, then that's going to be better. And in this day and age where so much has been virtual, a lot of us have microphones at home now. If you don't, that is totally okay. You can literally just use the built-in microphone on your laptop or your phone, or you can use those like earbuds that have a microphone um, on the wire, like the ones that probably came with your cell phone. Um, that's a perfectly acceptable um, microphone that actually will go a really long way, but it is not required. I have definitely interviewed people who have been on their phones who are just holding their phone up like they're taking a selfie and that's how they do the interview and it works and it's fine. Um, so no pressure on the technology end, but I do recommend headphones if possible. Um, also for time frame. I really, these interviews tend to be usually 20 to 40 minutes long. That's kind of a good estimate, but um, they could be up to an hour if we have a lot to talk about and the conversation is just flowing, could be an hour long. Um, I can do interviews with just individuals, which is probably my preference, but I also um, can do if you and your co-leader want to get on together or if you want to have two or three girls who want to do it together instead of maybe the pressure of just being one-on-one, -on -one, that's totally fine. We've definitely done that several times on this podcast um, in different scenarios where I've had like a group conversation going. We definitely can do that. So that's kind of what the experience looks like. Um, I've interviewed people who are brand new leaders who have been doing this just for a couple of months, and I've interviewed people who have been involved with Girl Scouts for 40 years. So there's no requirement or qualification for uh, how experienced you are. There is actually a huge benefit to interviewing for this podcast um, when you are brand new because the things that you're experiencing the thing and the things that you're not sure about and the obstacles that come up when you're brand new, those are so valid and so real and people are experiencing those things. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast, people have reached out and said that they listen to this podcast, they either are just started or they're going to be starting a troop. And so helping set expectations for them of what, what it's going to look like when they start their troop, um, that really matters. It really goes a long way. So if you are brand new, if you've only done this Girl Scout thing in a pandemic, <laughs> then those are unique challenges for sure. But everybody in the world is up against the pandemic right now. So if you want to share what that has been like for you, then that is a great opportunity. Um, and even if you're not necessarily, well, I want to share this, but you're willing to share this, then that would be great. Additionally, if there's things in particular about Girl Scouts that you are really passionate about, maybe you want to talk about high awards, or maybe you want to talk about cookie selling, or maybe you want to talk about behavior management or money management or getting parent help as volunteers. Or maybe you want to share about mentoring. We had um, Jill on here uh, in the past and she that was her big thing is that she really wanted to talk about mentorship. That was her passion project within Girl Scouts. Um, maybe you want to talk about travel. Maybe you want to talk about um 
camping, maybe you want to talk about a specific age level or retention or any of the above. I mean, it doesn't literally anything to do with Girl Scouts that you particularly feel passionately about. We can also do special topics. So we've done episodes about journeys before and we'll continue to because that's a huge conversation and people struggle with it. Obviously, we've done episodes specifically about cookies um, in the past because that's a huge part of the Girl Scout experience. And so um, we can do a kind of more generic interview if you just want to talk in general, like this is what I love about Girl Scouts and this is what my experience has been. But if there's something in particular that you really um feel strongly about with Girl Scouts, then I want to hear about it. So um, all of that to say, I would, God, that's another one I say all the time. I always say, uh, all of that to say, uh, <laughs> whatever, at least I have the self-awareness that I'm repetitive with those filler phrases and I'm going to try to do better. However, um, I do have some interviews coming up that I'm going to be releasing and I would love to focus on interview based podcasts. Now I want to be transparent that the way that I got access to most of you who I have interviewed in the past was through Facebook groups and I would reach out in Facebook groups. I would DM people in Facebook groups and now three years later, it is like a huge, a huge no-no to message people from Facebook groups or to, to, you know, reach out to people unsolicited. Also, Facebook groups are such a thing now that um, anything that's considered self-promotion is like grounds to be kicked out of groups. So I've actually been, <laughs> just being totally transparent, I've actually been kicked out of groups that I have been part of for years that I've been a top contributor in that I love that are my favorite places to hang out on the internet because I self-promoted this podcast. Um, <laughs> whatever, I guess now there's so much more of a culturally accepted thing to get, you know, pre-approval from admins or whatever, if you're going to do something like that. Um, and definitely not blindly DMing people anymore. But um, if if you've seen a post in a Facebook group, that was me either with permission or me just willing to risk it. I'm just willing to gamble. Like, we'll see what happens. But that's part of the reason why I'm putting out this ask as its own podcast episode, um, because there are, you know, a couple thousand people who listen to this every month. And um, even when I haven't released episodes in months, you guys are still listening and I to the former episodes. And I'm so honored and, and I appreciate it so much. And I'm so I hope that this uh, podcast has been helpful to you and um, that's the whole reason I, I do it. Well, okay, <laughs> for the sake of transparency, there's two reasons. The, the primary reason is because I want there to be resources out there to help people. I think that training is very inconsistent um, across the country. And so even though we're having very consistent experiences as volunteers, uh, we don't have a equal access to the same resources or the same support. And so that's part of it. I also want to create a sense of community through this podcast. I want to connect with other people in the Girl Scout community nationwide or worldwide. And um, and I also want to connect those who are listening to a bigger community. So much about being in Girl Scouts is being part of this 
community of Girl Scouts worldwide, but also from history, from over a hundred years of Girl Scouting all over the world. Um, now, people who have been touched by this organization, by GSUSA and by the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. And so um, it's it's a sense of connection. And and those are definitely the, the primary motivations behind this podcast. But there's also a selfish one. And the selfish one is that I love Girl Scouts. I love talking about Girl Scouts. I love thinking about Girl Scouts. I spend like an embarrassing amount of time thinking about Girl Scouts and talking about Girl Scouts. And although the people who love me best in the world are very patient and tolerant and even proud of my efforts and my contributions to Girl Scouting and and how that plays a role in my life. Uh, they are as supportive as, as can be, but at the same time, they don't want to talk about Girl Scouts all the time. They need a break. And so truly part of starting this podcast was so that I could talk to myself and to hopefully other people who might listen about Girl Scouts. Hopefully I can find other people who want to talk about and think about Girl Scouts as much as I do. And I would have been perfectly happy to just listen to a podcast like this about Girl Scouts, but there really aren't any. There's a couple that crop up here and there that are Girl Scout related, but nothing like this one. And even still three years later, can you guys believe it's been three years since I started this podcast? Like that is crazy. But um, three years later, there's still no other podcast like this one. And so if I can't listen to a podcast like this, then I guess I just need to do it myself. So that is actually a huge motivator behind why I do this podcast as well. Um, <laughs> that was a little side tangent and now I don't even remember <laughs> what I was saying, but uh, like why I even brought up what my why is behind this podcast. But all, all of this, the point here is that I do want to keep going with the show. I don't want to give up on it, um, but I need interview people. I need people who are, are interested or willing to be interviewed for this show. And uh, it has been a huge grassroots effort of messaging people or people that I know, trying to reach out to them and beg them to come on and be part of the show. I, it's like I'm dragging people across the finish line. Like, Please come, come be on my podcast. Um, and so now that I'm not really allowed to do that in other people's Facebook groups anymore as much, um, <laughs> at least not in the same way, uh, I am putting out this ask on an, an actual podcast episode. Please come on my podcast and share your story and share your experience with Girl Scouting. Um, you can get more information about being on this podcast and what that looks like and um, a lot of the same stuff that I already talked about in this interview, but you can read it and review it, including all the questions um, at calendly.com slash Sarah K. Heater slash G-S-T-L-E, which is Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience. Calendly is C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com slash my name sarah k heater s-a-r-a-h k h-e-e-t-e-r slash g-s-t-l-e and that link is going to be in the show notes as well so you can also just click it directly from there even if obviously you're probably listening on your phone um go to the like description for the episode and the link will be right there you can click it 
literally sign up for a time on your phone if you're interested. So that link has the information and the questions for troop leaders for like a general interview. Um, you can see the t days and times that I am available for the next 30 days, I believe I did. Um, yep, the next 30 days. And you can sign up for a day and time that works for you if you want to go ahead and record an episode with me. When we first hop on to the Zoom call, we're going to greet each other and stuff without recording first. So that'll be a time to ask any questions you have. I'm going to review some stuff with you um, about the podcast and, and like I said, answer any questions you have or any concerns you might have. And then we'll go ahead and start recording when we're both ready for about 20 to 40 minutes. Um, but you can sign up on there. Please do, because seriously, I really want to keep this going, but I can't commit to doing, definitely cannot commit to doing weekly episodes. I can't even commit to doing regular episodes where it's just me talking about Girl Scouts. I have a whole list of episode uh, ideas that I want to do, um, but I'm just not, my heart's not in it right now. And um and I feel like a little bit of an imposter talking about it. So, um, yeah. So please, please, please help me keep this podcast going and um, and share your story with me. Calendly.com slash Sarah K. Heater slash G-S-T-L-E. Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience. That's what that stands for. Um, and uh, And again, that link is in the show description. So before I sign off, I want to check in. How was your cookie season? Or if it's still going or if it hasn't even started yet, um, how are you feeling about it? I know that I've seen um, online and I've heard from some folks about concerns about making blue things safe. Obviously, you all know from this exact episode what my troops decision was and what my personal decision was. Uh, regarding the safety of boothing, but um, I've seen some really creative systems that some of y'all have come up with across the country with plexiglass and um, other kinds of barriers to uh, splash guard type things to create really cool boothing solutions and um, I think that's really neat. If you are looking for some inspiration about that, I definitely recommend hopping into some Girl Scout leader Facebook groups. If you still have time, like my council just finished cookie season, but if you still have time in cookie season or if yours hasn't started yet and you're not sure if you want to participate or you're getting some pushback from families, I just want to add this, which is... <laughs> I wanted to do a whole episode on this and I didn't. And literally my my council season's over. Um, so it's amazing uh, how much faster it goes by when you're barely participating. Um, my troops sold literally one-tenth of what we usually sell, which is sad. But at least we participated. And that's what I want to say is like I want to encourage you as much as possible not to just not do it. You can limit what you do, of course, and I think that you need to make decisions based on your own health and safety concerns and your families and your troop, their concerns. Um, but I, th I want to encourage you, like, sign up for your online cookie sale platform and at least do it that way. See if you can create uh, contact-free drop-offs with your friends and family encourage your girls uh families to do the same 
um, just even minimal participation because in most places around the country, the cookie program actually raises the funds that cover, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't know if you do know this, but if you've been listening to me for a while, you know this because I've talked about this at length every cookie season since I started this podcast, but all of cookie proceeds actually stay local. So there is a little bit of money that obviously pays the baker, right? Um, which is not local. And that is to cover the costs of manufacturing the cookies. But the profits 100% stay local. So they all stay within either your troop or your council. None of it goes to GSUSA and none of the profits are going anywhere else. So, um, you know, your troop keeps a certain portion per box sold and uh, the council keeps the rest of the profit. And across the country, those cookie profits actually cover, um, in many cases, 100% of troops operating budgets, if not (laughs) the large majority. And for councils, it actually covers usually between 50 to 80% of their annual operating budget. And in some places, like I said, it's, it's like 80% of their operating budget annually. And in most places across the country, this is the second cookie season in a row that has been impacted by this pandemic. Now, for some of us, like my council, we're very, very, very lucky. And our cookie season ended right before the shutdowns happened last year. So we actually got a full season in last year. But many, many councils were not as lucky. And I know a lot of you listening who participated in cookies last year had some struggles around cookie season. And you know what you were up against. You may or may not know what your council was up against as far as inventory and booths being canceled and just tanking sales. So Um, that was a mess last year. And now this is the second season in a row that is absolutely going to be impacted everywhere. Um, and there are some girls who this year have had better cookie seasons than any before. And there are some troops that have had better cookie seasons than any before. Their PGAs are higher. I've heard from troops who in my area did participate in boothing that, People have been very, very, customers have been very, very generous at cookie booths because they, first of all, are very thankful for something as comforting as Girl Scout cookies and, and Girl Scout cookie season because it's such a a symbol of, of life in America, <laughs> life in the USA. This is what it's like is that you have Girl Scouts outside of the grocery store selling cookies every year. And so... Um, So that's definitely part of it is that they're seeking that comfort after such a hard year, but also to see the girls hustling with plexiglass and face masks and hand sanitizer and um, trying to keep themselves safe, their families safe, and also the customers safe. They're taking that seriously and it's, it's hard and it's a lot and it's overwhelming and customers see that. And so I'm hearing that customers in my area have been very, very, very generous at cookie booths. So I know people who have had amazing cookie seasons this year, but I also know that the majority of troops in my area did not booth. I just want to let that hang out there for a minute. The majority of troops in my area did not booth. And so not only does that affect our troop operating budgets, but there's also the 
ripple effect of how much that affects our council. And I know that there are so many people out there who think of council as these evil thumb twiddling villains who are out to get girls and adults. Although I have done my best on this podcast to try to combat that image. Um, As a former staffer myself, I feel very personally uh, passionately about this because um, they would not do what they do if they did not love girls and volunteers. I I promise you. Um, But the ripple effect does not just impact council in this enigmatic sense. It means layoffs. It means program cancellations. It means camp closures. Um, and these are things that do matter to us, right? They do directly affect us as volunteers. They do directly affect our troops. And they do directly affect our girls. And when we've already been seeing massive camp closures over the last decade or two, um, as we know that memberships of youth organizations across the board have been hemorrhaging even before the pandemic, we also know membership has taken a huge hit during this pandemic. And already for this pandemic to be carrying over into what is about to be early registration season, um, which is very, very important. That is where the bulk of members membership comes from is retention. We know that this is has already hit retention for 2021. It's going to hit retention for 2022 as well, um, which puts so much pressure on council operations. And then in addition, two consecutive cookie seasons. That is... I don't want to be dramatic, but in some areas, this is catastrophic for the Girl Scout movement locally, okay? And I I know that a lot of listeners, a lot of people in my audience are in my area, which is the Phoenix area. We are so, so, so lucky that we have as healthy of a council as we do. If this is the only council you know, you may not even be aware of how healthy and how lucky we are to have the council that we do, but um, we are very lucky. We did get a full cookie season last year, and um, our council is a particularly healthy financially council. And and this is not a secret because um, at annual meeting and, and part of being a nonprofit, this is all <laughs> public knowledge um that you can look up and look into but um but we are very lucky and so we are in a place where our council is not going to see catastrophe okay it does affect us right it still affects us and we have to care about that but um but it's not a catastrophe so thank goodness but there are areas that this is i mean this is crisis mode people and so um as volunteers who love the organization and who want to be part of the organization by choice and who um, invest tons of our time and energy and money into this organization, this is the time to rally. And I know I've just been sitting here talking for 40 minutes about how unmotivated I am, but it's not that I'm unmotivated to be part of Girl Scouts. I think I've made that clear. That's a huge part of who I am and it's always going to be. But um but this is the time to rally for our councils. Um, this is the time to rally 
for this organization that we love so much. So participating as much as you safely can, and that includes your mental health as well, in cookie season does matter. And if your cookie season's not over and you still have time to participate, make that post, send those texts, send those emails. Um, that's the bare minimum that we can do, right? And um, if you are in a council, I, this is, I don't know if there's an ABC equivalent. If you're in a little brownie council and your council has opted in, there is a feature where you can create a troop site for digital cookie to sell cookies from doesn't have to be girl specific and um, not all councils who are little brownie have this they have to have have opted into it but um, many councils that are little brownie will have this option to create a troop generic um, digital cookie site and so this has been really really helpful for me especially because I don't have a daughter in my troop so I've never been able to really use digital cookie unless one of the girls in my troop sets it up and the parent gives me permission to share her link. Um, that's been the only way. And then I, I kind of know that then that's going to go to a specific girl and I always want it to be fair. So um, anyway, a, a general troop site helps me a lot. And uh, that's something that troop leaders can share then. So if you're obviously if you have one for your own kid you can do that but um but there are ways that we can help and ways that we can contribute that not just benefit our troop but benefit our council and although our troops may have spent minimal money this past year because we could decrease our operating expenses i mean heck my troop is still meeting online and we have not done any in-person events or activities which means the only thing that we have spent money on is zoom <laughs> in a year and uh, the, I guess that's not exactly true because we did do some badges uh, in the beginning. We're not even doing badge work anymore, you guys. I'm, I'm serious. Like, I feel like the worst troop leader in the world. But <laughs> my middle schoolers really just want to hang out and sometimes play games. But talk, talk about what's going on in the world, talk about what's going on at school, talk about what's going on in their lives, their families. Um, and so I'm just there. I just hold that space for them. And that's what it is. And I've always said, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, I never wanted my troop to just be a social hour. I wanted it to be high impact. And here we are. We just literally have a social hour on Zoom. That is like the lowest impact. But in a pandemic, that's an impact. I mean, listen, any socialization in a pandemic is high impact. And there are so many places in the world where girls in particular are suffering the most from the distancing and from the pandemic. I've talked about this on this podcast before, too. Um. And UNICEF has a, a bunch of studies about this, about how pandemics affect girls the most. Um, and so I'm not trying to downplay. There's obviously a reason why I continue to offer this Zoom social hour for these three girls, because I do still believe that matters. However, it's not what it used to be, right? It's not what it once was. And um, even though we've kept, the, the point of this is, even though we've kept our expenses very low, Council has still had building maintenance and salaries and all of that stuff that they have had to keep up this year. The bulk of their operating expenses have existed this year, even with less money coming in and even with less members being retained or recruited, right? Um, really hard time for recruitment as well. So 
as a volunteer, ask yourself, what can I do to contribute? What can I do to help? Because this is bigger than me. This is bigger than my troop. This is the future of the Girl Scouting movement in my area. I directly get to have an impact on ensuring the continuation of Girl Scouting in my local area and knowing what that looks like and and how to protect it. And so if you want to protect your camps and you want to protect council staff and you want to protect if you have a shop, I mean, a lot of places don't even have local shops anymore, but if you have one, I mean, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. And if you have local programming, if you have summer camps, if you have day camps, if you have um, anything, anything like that, that council is quote unquote supposed to offer, you know, we always say council doesn't offer enough. Well, I promise you they will offer less if they do not have our help now, if they do not have our support now. So I know that this has been hard financially on everyone, not just on organizations, obviously on individuals and on families. It's been hard on my family too. Um, my my partner's company closed when the pandemic happened um, and they told them when they closed that that might be permanent, that they may not be able to reopen their doors. And so, you know, we lost his income. And um, so, and I, I share this because um, it's really important to me to be transparent with you about the fact that this is my reality. First of all, this is why I've not been doing podcast episodes because, I mean, we've had stuff. Everybody's had stuff. But it's also a relatability thing. Like, I don't say, like, oh, participate in Girl Scouts from some high horse or from some pedestal saying that um, this is your responsibility to do cookies when, you know, I'm not lecturing you, right? Like, it's been hard for me, too. And it's been tough for me too. And I haven't wanted to do it either. And I wasn't willing to do booths and I wasn't willing to have a garage full of cookies um, and doing all these pickups and this and that. And I also didn't want to make 10,000 runs to a cupboard. I, I didn't want to do it either. And I was, there's so many things that there were lines that I wasn't willing to cross, but I did participate and I did encourage the families in my troop as much as they were able and willing to participate because it is critical to me that Girl Scouts is able to continue and that it's able to continue looking like it currently looks. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess that's it. Uh, if you can participate in cookies, please do. If it's too late, <laughs> then um, obviously donations always matter. Um, donate locally or if you can donate a box or whatever from other people's links in other parts of the country. I, I have always been a big advocate for this of supporting each other, but also it feels so lame when your own kid is selling cookies to buy cookies from somebody else, but just do a donation package or something. If you, if you can afford to, um, because it goes further than just a box of cookies going somewhere, right? Not only is a donated box of cookies going to, a good cause, but also you're contributing to that girl's goal, you're participating to that troop's budget, and you're participating in that council's budget, allowing Girl Scouts to continue operating in that local area. And even if that's not your local area, we should care, right? We should care. Um, and then, of course, there's other types of donations, too, outside of cookie season. If you have it, and not everyone does, and heck, trust me, I know, I know, okay? I'm not saying 
forego groceries to donate to Girl Scouts. I'm not saying that. But if you have any any donation to contribute to council, that matters. And also have grace for what council is going through. You know, if you're frustrated by a lack of events or opportunities, have grace about what they're experiencing and what obstacles they're up against. And if there are ways to volunteer beyond your troop, that's something to find out. So my voice is cracking at this point. I've totally just been winging it this whole 45 minutes. Um, And I'm going to be done. I'm going to leave it here. Um, But this isn't like a very happy or fun podcast, but I want to do more happy and fun podcasts. I want to do more interviews. And also, I just want to encourage you, like, stay involved, be involved, support your council, support your girls, but support girls everywhere. Right. Um, If you have questions or uh, suggestions or whatever, you can find me on um, Facebook. We have a Facebook group, which has been um, very quiet just like this podcast has been very quiet. The the Facebook group has been very quiet, but it does exist. Um, and so you can find me through Instagram or Facebook. Just go to Girl Scout Podcast, right? So facebook.com slash Girl Scout Podcast or um, instagram.com slash Girl Scout Podcast or on Instagram at Girl Scout Podcast. Um and if you go to facebook.com slash Girl Scout Podcast, that's actually going to take you to the page, quote unquote. You can message me there or you can go ahead and there's a big button to take you to the group from there. So, yeah. So that is a good way to reach me. You can also email me at uh, girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you have emailed me in the last six months and I've been slow about responding, just know that... Um, I'm sorry, and I really appreciate it. I love hearing from you. I love knowing that there's real people on the other end of this because uh, even though a big part of the reason that I did this is for me so that I can talk about Girl Scouts, that's not the only reason. The other reason really is for um, the community, right, and and to serve others. So knowing that there's other people out there, like real human beings that are listening does matter a lot to me. And I don't take that lightly. And so if I have been slow to respond to you in the past, then I just really appreciate your patience um, because this has just not been my priority. This has just not been top of mind, Um, but I'm not ready to give up on it and I'm not ready to be done. And, um, I mean, I love you people. I really do. Uh, and I have loved doing this show and I'm not ready to be done yet. So come interview with me. It's fun. We hang out. Honestly, (laughs) one of my best friends in real life now is somebody that I met from interviewing her on this podcast. Actually, my very first interview ever on this podcast. I think maybe that's what I'll do for the very next episode is I'm going to re-air her episode. Um, She literally has become one of my closest friends in life. And it's because we hung out doing a podcast interview. She was my very first podcast interview ever. And I, um, I loved it. And I loved 
talking to her and I love talking to all of you. And she and I have have stayed and gotten very, very, very close. And so um, so maybe I'll re-air some of the oldest interviews. Uh, we will not talk about I'll make sure it's really clear in the title of the episode that it's a, a replay. But um, but they're not going to talk about the pandemic because the, these were recorded back in 2018. But um, but I think that's a great idea, actually. So I'm going to re-air some of those. I do have some new interviews that are already scheduled and I want to schedule more because I want this to be a consistent podcast. I want to continue doing this consistently. So make sure you check that link in the show notes. Get on my calendar so that we can get a really fun episode recorded. I promise it's fun. It's lighthearted and it's easy and it's no pressure and it's fun and motivating and encouraging and happy and inspiring for 20 to 40 minutes, maybe 60, and then you're done and that's it. And maybe we'd be friends forever. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'd be friends forever. That's a possibility. So um, I'm not always this serious and I'm not always this down. Sometimes I'm just like fun and happy. And so that's the side of me you'll get. So come and talk to me. All right. Thank you so much. If you're still listening to this, I appreciate you and I will talk to you soon.